Hi, how are you? Thank you so much for doing this. I'm doing great. Never mind my face, my glam squad, they quit this morning. Why? They were mad at you? What did you do? They said I was too high maintenance. I did not realize until this very moment that I do believe Maverick was taking a little bit of a dig at me. That's fine. My glam squad, for the record, for those who are listening, has never quit on the job. My demands are not high. At least I don't think so. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us on the Naked Podcast is Maverick Carter, American businessman. We'll have more after these messages. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon Podcast has revolutionized over 20 million bedtimes with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cozy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Champions to be a champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment, connected with. In a world with vulnerable, considered weak, come and remove the veil from entertainment's elite. It's the difference between what is real and what the public sees. So here's your favorite celebrities behind the scenes. It's refreshing, authentic, the whole story specific. Life altering events to shape the person that you hear. We got a champion and carry champion. Hey girl, you did it. It's the greatest in sports and entertainment connected with us. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion. Hey girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment connected with us. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I hope all is well. Uh, So there are a couple of things that are happening as we record this podcast. My Lakers are on the verge of getting out of the first round of the playoffs. I am predicting it. I am claiming it. And so you got to take it. Those who are not sports fans, just take a moment and listen to me brag about my home team. I am a diehard Laker fan. Anyone who knows me knows that. Uh, I don't like you as a player until you come and you play with us. And by us, I mean the Lakers because I'm the sixth man or the sixth woman on the team. So with that being said, I have this really funny story. I remember years ago, I met a young gent by the name of Maverick Carter. I was working for ESPN at the time and we were covering the finals. The show that I was working on first take was covering the finals um, and it was Cleveland and Golden State. And so we were flying back to both cities every other day, every two days. You could only imagine it was grueling, but it was still very fun and exciting because I was witnessing history. There was so much to be said and done at that time about what was going on. And I remember meeting a guy at a restaurant who just came up and said, hey, I'm Maverick, nice to meet you, no big deal. And I thought to myself, okay, nice guy, seems 
fairly harmless. And, and, and from my understanding at the time, because what I like to now call the wolf pack wasn't as known. They were known, but they weren't as popular. It'd be Rich, Paul, Maverick Carter, Ernie Ramos, you know, LeBron, hey, Paul Rivera. The crew was known, but not really known. So fast forward to me not liking LeBron at all, because one, I feel like when he stepped on the scene, everyone forgot about my favorite player of all time, and that's Kobe Bryant. It always, the conversation was LeBron, and then Jordan, and then where's Kobe? Jordan, LeBron, you know, and I, and I felt some type of way. So I, I laugh now, fast forward years later, as my Lakers are on the verge of breaking out of this first round. I am the biggest LeBron fan, as you know. Yes, because he is a Laker, but I'm a big LeBron fan. <laughs> and I am that fan. I'm that fan that says, look, don't look. You play for us, I love you. You don't play for us, I don't know you. This real suffrage type stuff. We're ridiculous, but that's what a fan is, fanatical. We're ridiculous. And as a result, uh, I have been able to now know LeBron in a different way. And obviously his crew, once they moved to California um, and started making so much noise. But it wasn't so much that I loved that they were a part of the Laker family. It was what they were doing. These young black men are literally taking what's theirs. They are not asking permission. They are literally shaking up the sports industry and the entertainment industry. Um, and their process, the way in which they go about it is beautiful. Everyone has their own lane. You know, it's like their own, their own collective group of excellence. So it's you and your homies and each one of your homies do something excellent. And we make sure that you stay excellent in that lane, but it all goes together. There's all synchronization, if you will. And for me, I, I like to describe it when people ask about that crew I think of LeBron, obviously, as he sets the stage because he had the platform, but his best friend is a guy by the name of Maverick Carter. And Maverick will get into this. Maverick left school to intern at Nike to see how deals were done. I'm paraphrasing. He'll explain all of that. And he ultimately became the businessman, the entrepreneur within the group in a very different way. Uh, head of Spring Hill Entertainment. Obviously, you guys know what Spring Hill is. Uh, he has uninterrupted. That's just a platform for athletes to speak their mind. All under the entertainment, the Spring Hill Entertainment conglomerate, if you will. We know what Rich Paul does as an agent and how he has his own clutch sports and his own agency and what he's doing. It's amazing to see it all happen. I've had Rich on, now we're talking to Maverick. And Maverick has a different vibe, a different energy, but they all have the same mission, to make sure that everybody at the table eats and they eat well. And I respect that. Sit back, relax, listen to Maverick share his story, which I find fascinating. He takes us through the ups and downs of getting started, but more specifically, what he's doing now with the company and what they are doing so with Spring Hill Entertainment. Uh, they have a new venture in uh, the tequila arena. We'll talk about that. Um, and we really didn't get into the Lakers, but I'd like to say this now for those who are listening. We're about to win it all, okay? Okay? That's not even a real word. Okay. I get tired of y'all hitting me up. Y'all swear we was going to lose to Golden State in the play-in round. Get out of here. Get out of here. All you haters, I can't stand it. And then when LeBron won, and I mean, literally, LeBron won the game with that three. And y'all like, oh, oh, he's exaggerating. Stop it. Maverick's the only person that I know that can speak without emotion uh, when it comes to LeBron, unless he does it privately. That's another thing that I respect about him. 
Meanwhile, sit back, relax, enjoy this edition of Naked with American businessman and all-around great mentor, I would think, at least for me, watching him from afar, Maverick Carter. Nobody had really did anything except for sensationalize the idea of young athletes losing their money. And frankly, you know, when you talk NBA and, and NFL, which is a lot of money is made in those two sports, it's predominantly young black athletes. So that started to disturb me as I went through my career. So you guys will have to forgive me for a moment. Uh, I was an English major and I'm going to quote Shakespeare, kind of cheesy, but not. Romeo and Juliet more specifically. In the play, Juliet says, what's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. It suggests that names don't necessarily hold worth or a meaning. They're just labels to distinguish one person from another. However, she's simply trying to say that a rose is Romeo. If he had a different name, he'd still be the man that she loves. He still would smell as sweet. So when I asked Maverick Carter who came up with his name, what does his name mean? He gives me this story that I find very interesting because it goes against everything our lovely Juliet just said. His name is completely apropos for who he is. I got the name officially from my grandmother, um, but she got the name from a TV show that was um, before my time, but I've since went back and watched. Um, it was about a, two brothers, but the star was played by an actor named James Gardner. And uh, his name was Brett Maverick. His brother's name was Bart. And they were cowboys, uh, TV show based in the 60s. And they went town to town playing poker, kind of saving the town, getting the girl, classic kind of cowboy TV shows from back in the 60s. And my grandmother, who was an avid card player and poker player and uh, risk taker and gambler into the day she died and, and also an entrepreneur, she uh, gave me the name. I don't think she knew what I was destined for, but I also think, you know, I've, I've had, people have asked me that, you know, whether it be an interview or dinner or whatever. And I don't think it's any way for her to know whatever I was going to do in life will I be an entrepreneur. So, you know, my first job was sweep, sweeping up in her after hour, which was a place where people could come and buy liquor and food and play poker and shoot craps. She told me to shoot craps and play pity pad at five years old. So she kind of, and being in that environment, I learned entrepreneurial skills, but also risk-taking skills and upside versus downside. So I think I just kind of grew into the name, I guess. Not just for Wikipedia purposes, <laughs> Maverick grew up in North Akron, Ohio. Uh, he is known as one of LeBron's best friends, if not his only best friend, but he's an American businessman. And at 41 years old, he is doing some amazing things. But I wanted to get to the essence of who Maverick was. We don't know much about his personal life, um, and I can respect that. But I asked him to talk about who he is at his core, outside of what the public sees. I grew up with a big family. I'm a, my mom's only child. I have a little brother uh, that my dad had in another relationship. But I grew up with tons of family because, as I said, I have on my dad's side alone six aunts and uncles, and um, and they all have kids. I was the youngest by way of my dad is the youngest. Then there's a gap. Then I had a little brother, but for a long time I was the youngest, so I was babied and 
my grandmother absolutely she named me so I was a bit spoiled and but I was the youngest and I was the 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 youngest for sure so I'm always want to be around family and people I have two kids and a girlfriend now and we're always have people coming to visit us we love having people over that's where I get my medicine and feel good though you know we all need a break sometimes from family, but I could take a short break and get back to it. And on the outside, Maverick Carter is a very popular media personality, film and television producer, businessman, entrepreneur, and the main creator of Team LeBron. So Maverick has several different entities in which he works with. So he and LeBron started Spring Hill Company. He is the CEO of Spring Hill Entertainment, and he develops creative content across a variety of platforms, digital, documentary, feature films, television. You've seen it every time you turn around. They're on some form of television, some platform, if you will, and that is impressive. But I'm often curious about the beginnings of a friendship that has lasted far into adulthood and looks like it will last forever. Where did you meet LeBron? What was that first encounter like? And and how do you two work together as business partners? I'm three years older than him. Um, and I met him um, first time was at um, my eighth birthday and he was five. And through that, we just stayed close and had similar experiences growing up, loved basketball. I think the the real connection is just, he's a very curious person, though he's not so outward with it as I am meaning, uh, as my mom would say, I never met a stranger. He's not exactly like that, um, but he's extremely curious and likes to learn. And he um, he learns very fast. Um, I can learn and understand very quickly too, but he's a much better applier at knowledge than I am. I wish um, I could learn and, and then apply as quick as he can, I just can't do it. It's interesting that Maverick describes how LeBron can apply what he learns quickly. And we can see that even as he is definitely a generational player, the great of all time, it's clear with his basketball IQ, how quick he learns. It's fascinating to watch. Meanwhile, Maverick has always been a storyteller, a people person. He explains how he got his start in the business with Nike. A field rep is literally... Someone who, two, there's kind of two big parts of the job or three big parts, I would say. You literally, you're the representative for Nike in the field. So you're you're going back to their headquarters in Beaverton and reporting back, but then you're kind of, think of it as like a tactical group out there and we divide the country up and each sport had it. And I was a field rep for basketball. And what you do is you cover a certain amount of pro teams, NBA teams, a certain amount of players within that is, is geographical. And then you also have to cover who are the up and coming stars that Nike is keeping their eye on for the future. Um, and you have to service the team. So, you know, the teams need wristbands or headbands or whatever they need. So you spend a lot of time talking to the, to the trainers and the equipment people. And then you have to service the players. So if you have in your area, whatever team you have X and Y player, they need new shoes or this shoe is hurting their foot or well, all that information you have to report back. And then you have to just know who are the next up and coming great players, college and high school, and just know who they are. You don't really do anything else with them. You just kind of know who they are. So I was a field rep. And what I learned the most about that job is um, the importance of 
when you're working for a big company like Nike, you know, one of the great, if not the greatest company in the world, the responsibility that you have beyond yourself, you know, since I left Nike, I've been an entrepreneur and now I have a company, the Spring Hill Company, but it's not, you know, not gigantic, but it has become a company that stands for something that's bigger than me. But up until then, I kind of, as an entrepreneur, you're always kind of doing your own thing. It's about you, where you do next, what you do. But when you work for a big organization like Nike, you, you quickly realize that you're, you're really in it and a part of a team and representing something more and something that stands for something. And also, I learned at Nike the importance of storytelling, which is, which is key to the rest of my career. We have to pay some bills. We got Maverick Carter on the other side of the break. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment. Connected with. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion. They girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment. Connected with how it started versus how it's going, Maverick Carter on Naked. Maverick and Spring Hill has delivered award-winning content, and of course there are several growing brands under that same company. I asked Maverick about the idea of Spring Hill Entertainment, Spring Hill in general, and he said it's a company that leads with this ethos of empowerment and empowerment for others. What we've become is what we set out to be, which was truly a company built to empower greatness in all and doing that through content, entertainment, brands, right? We've created some brands like Uninterrupted, which is our sports brand, our athlete empowerment brand. We've created The Shop, which is our brand all about empowering communities. We've created More Than an Athlete, which is our version of Just Do It for Uninterrupted. So everything that we do, whether it be content, whether it be brand, products we sell, events we produce, um, we do a lot of brand partnerships through our partners. We're always looking to pull that. We're not looking, we're always looking to pull the thread of empowerment through everything we do. We want that feeling that no matter where people interface with the Spring Hill company, whether it be through a product, whether it be through a movie we produced, piece of content we put out, an event we put on, they leave feeling empowered. We really want to give that feeling and for it to be a feeling, but also for our company to be a platform for empowerment. So it starts with the the people, all the people who work at our company and then emanates outside to all the creators, athletes, writers, directors, the talent we are fortunate enough to work with because without them, we don't exist. So I think, you know, we've laid the foundation for that. And now we got to keep building on top of that. That's not a new idea, right? Disney has done it in a major way, right? They're a $300 billion company but they've done it with happiness, right? They've pulled the thread of happiness through their parks, through their movies, through their products, experiences, everything, and built an entertainment company. They're an entertainment company, but ultimately they're a brand and a platform that's all about delivering happiness. So we want to approach empowerment with that same model. It's been a kind of a rolling start. There's a couple of milestone moments when we first started the company was to do a documentary back in 2008. Then um, we did our first TV show. We did four seasons of Survivors of Morse on Stars. And that was from a phone call from our partner, uh, Tom Warner, who's um, on the board of the Spring Hill Company now and saying, this commercial that LeBron and I had done, 
for Samsung, it actually looked like a TV show. And have we ever thought about doing TV? And I actually said, oh, I have this idea and explained to him Survivors and More. So that was the first show we did. Then um, on a plane in 2000, July of 14, yes, July of 2014, uh, the day LeBron released his letter saying he was going back to Cleveland on a plane with myself, LeBron, and Adam Mendelson, who heads up our strategy, headed to Rio for the World Cup, uh, drinking too much wine. We came up with the idea of Uninterrupted. What if we built a, uh, a sports platform and a sports brand that was all about empowering athlete stories. And right, that was all about taking the DNA that LeBron and I were fortunate enough to be around Nike and that storytelling with athletes and then pulling it through to how do you create content for athletes that's not advertising, but is actual content. So we came up with the idea of uninterrupted there. And then the idea of, of, of bringing all three of our companies together, because we also have, we had a marketing arm based in New York, was just always the plan is just the company started at different times. But when, you know, on March 11th, 2020, the night the NBA draft, I mean, the NBA uh, canceled their games for the pandemic, we closed our deal to uh, bring in our funds and buy all of our companies and create what is today known as the Spring Hill Company it was always the plan. But those were kind of the milestones and the markers that, that happened. Now, I don't know about you, but when... And this is awful to say, but when I think of entrepreneurs that are seeing doing huge things and and making big moves, I often think, what do they do with all that money? <laughs> that means I need to make more. And so my question to Maverick, which I ask a lot of people, and it doesn't have to be someone necessarily on Maverick's level, but when you get your first big check, what do you do with it? Because that explains to me where your mentality is who you are, but more specifically what you are. When you get your first big check, I don't care if it is a tax return, I don't care if it is your first paycheck from your first big job, what do you do with that money? Because I truly believe it is connected with how you move in life. I got a check that 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 was big to me and was like, it was more, again, going back to, you know, as I said, I'm a, I'm a field guy, so the check wasn't what was important to me. It was that the idea worked as um, I had an idea along with LeBron to get into the bike business. We uh, bought a piece of this bike company, and a year later, or uh, more like 15, 16 months later, we sold it. And um, he made a lot, this is a long time ago, he made a lot of money, and I made like $110,000 or something. And it was more not about what I did with it. It was about how it how it just powered my mindset of like, oh, this idea of working with athletes. At the time, I had a management company and not just doing endorsement deals, but actually getting into deals where we own things is real and viable. And it just put fuel on that fire of me feeling that way. I don't ever remember what I did with checks because I don't I don't kind of. I don't live like that, meaning I don't live like, oh, I'm going to, if I get this check, I'm going to buy this. Because for me, it's always about the idea and the feeling of like, oh, that works. And I'm a really forward person. So I probably got the check, put it in the account and went back and like, forget the check. The, I, the idea is right. So how do I 
keep making those checks. I just went back to figure out what's the next thing. I don't splurge on anything really. I mean, I'll buy myself a nice watch every now and again, but day in and day out, I would be always tell people I'll be fine running out of money if I'm spending it on food and beverage and leisure. So if I'm going somewhere, traveling somewhere to eat and have some amazing beverage that I enjoy and some amazing food that I really enjoy in a new place, learning about that place's culture and what they eat and eating what they eat. I'll splurge and spend whatever on that. And I'll splurge on bringing friends along with me who I enjoy doing that with. That's, that's my favorite thing in the world to do um, for sure. It's rewarding. It's healing. It's also um, invigorating. It gives me new ideas. That's how, you know, I don't, I've never come up with a new idea like sitting in my office at work. I always come up with new ideas like over food and beverage and traveling and being with people. So it really um, powers my entrepreneurial spirit, my innovative spirit, anything that anything that's good that's ever kind of come for me has come over food and beverage, sitting around, having a good time and, and, and conversating and eating and learning. That's how I, that's, that, those are my favorite times. So that's what I'll always learn. I don't have a bunch of cars. I don't have a bunch of jewelry, but food and beverage and travel, I'm in. So Maverick says, um, and I've witnessed this as well, it's not so much about, you know, the trinkets or the toys. I mean, those are all great things when you make it, quote unquote, buying a home, but food and beverage, um, that's what he likes to do. He likes to spend his time with friends and family eating and drinking. Um, And to me, there is a certain level of life that when you are um, an entrepreneur, a businessman, I think a lot of deals, businesswoman more specifically in my case, deals are done over meals, right? So so why not spend your money on that? You can't get that time back. Uh, I believe... I personally believe that is invaluable. And yes, it's wonderful to have all the trinkets. But when you think about quality of life, that's where you want to spend most of your money. So it was no surprise to me when he and LeBron partnered with a tequila company. Now, everybody has tequila. I know you hear that all the time and we roll our eyes. Everybody has a tequila. Everybody has a tequila. But if you enjoy drinking tequila, as LeBron does, as mentioned by Maverick, uh, why not go into that arena. You've tried everything else. And that is the beauty of this group of guys, this pack of men that are becoming some of the most powerful black entrepreneurs we have ever seen. They have their hands in everything. Most recently, Lobos Tequila. I asked Maverick, what does Lobos even mean? Why this tequila? Tell me more about the brand. How does that represent you all? Well, Lobos is obviously wolf in in Spanish and uh, wolf's obviously travel and hunt and packs and the idea of we've always been together that way, but also wolves kind of empower and work together and help each other. So that idea of being in a pack and being a part of a group and, and, you know, not shunning anyone, but literally, literally building a bigger table. It's why I'm standing here talking to you today, right? Because LeBron became who he was through basketball, but then he built a bigger table for myself, right. And made it, made it cheer for myself Amongst many, many others for him now, he's made lots of chairs and he's always built a bigger table. So it fit very right into who we were and what we stood for. But also, as I said, I can't say how important enough it was that the juice, the liquid in the bottle is actually fantastic. Some, you know, some of the best tequila in the world. The leader of my pack is my mother. 
uh, just with her last week. She is, uh, as she says, her prayers keep us lifted. So she is the leader of our pack. But uh, my two kids, my girlfriend, uh, my people work at my company, my partners, you know, but my mother is for sure the leader. Um, my dad is obviously a big part of it, too. He's a he's definitely an alpha. But uh, my mom's our leader for sure. And of course, uh, as you guys know how we do on this podcast, I often ask people, you know, when are you most naked? Uh, this answer from Maverick Carter surprised me because I feel as if he is thinking of the concept, which is totally fine, in a way in which I hadn't thought of. Um, you're most naked when you're being your most creative, at least for him, right? He is a creator, as we can see, a storyteller. So he describes when he's most naked, but also who helps cover him. Besides the shower, um, I think um, I think I'm most naked in in my business, right? Going to work every day because I've um, I get to work with people who are amazing, who help cover up my flaws and what I'm not good at. I'm fortunate in that, but I'm also, you know, um, I'm out there, right? I'm an entrepreneur, and anytime you choose to be an entrepreneur, the minute you choose to be an entrepreneur, you kind of get naked right then and there because you don't have the coverage of, um, you know, anything else except for your ideas, the people that you choose to work with and, and your talent and your skills. So I guess the answer is kind of every day, but I'm fortunate to work with amazing people who helped cover me up. So there you have it. Maverick Carter, American businessman, storyteller, lover of food and beverage. <laughs> I just added that. Um, I did enjoy him and I do get excited about his future, um, uh, the future of his wolf pack, including his business partners as well as his family. But that's exciting for me to watch this happen in real time. I remember, like I told you at the very beginning of the podcast, here's a cat that I met and I knew his name, but not really. We were in a restaurant in Cleveland. He just said hi. He was just at the time only known as, you know, part of LeBron's crew, LeBron's best friend. And here we are not many years later, maybe three or four, and they have created a huge corporation you know I, I what when I think about it the sky is the limit it's not cliche I'm sure that um, Maverick and LeBron and Ernie and Paul and Rich all have bigger plans and they're just not sharing them with us they they plan to take over once you get a deal done as he mentioned in the podcast it's not so much about the money it's about getting the deal done most recently Maverick Carter parlayed a deal with he and LeBron James where they both have part ownership in the Boston Red Sox. Just think about that for a moment. The Boston Red Sox, that's a storied franchise. And they now have part ownership in it. And I don't care about the percentage. I care about the deal getting done and what it means and the story that they can now tell. I'm really impressed. But more specifically, I am inspired and I hope you are. It all started with telling a good story, right? And then it became more creating content and then it became more empowering others and then it became more taking over in every part of this industry whatever that may be that my friend is Maverick Carter Woo! what I gotta do I know what I want to do I'll tell y'all next week because I'm inspired I'll tell y'all next week because I'm inspired but I'm also inspired because if you think I forgot my Lakers is winning okay bring it back full circle 
I hope you enjoyed these last few playoff games. And as you well know, we are headed to the second round and we ain't got time for no nonsense, no time for no haters. Go Lakers. I got to get that in. If you're rolling your eyes and you're ending the podcast right now, you're a hater. Thank you guys for listening. Much love. <laughs> Naked returns next week. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon podcast has revolutionized over 20 million bedtimes, with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cozy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.